There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to Dr. Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Uh, Josh Reed is off today, so you just got me. But we do have a lot of exciting things going on in the world around us. Obviously, there's a the whole uh, idea that we may or may not be losing some of what we call, I don't know, our currency. Our currency, you know that stuff that you know, those uh, denim dollars you put in your pocket that you guys you know, been holding on to? Well, they've got some more plans for you out there. Kirk, are you, are you there with us this morning? I am. How are you doing, Jim? Doing good, sir. Good to hear from you, man. Hey, uh, we got a lot of goofy stuff going on the backside of finance. A lot of people don't really pay attention to it. I, mean, I guess that's what they want, right? They want you not to know what they're getting ready to beat you with. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny that they would actually bring up other stories to distract you from the real financial news that's happening, like baggie of cocaine found in the west wing it's like usually they would come up with some other story to cover that one up but now all of a sudden that seems like lesser of an issue than all of our freedoms going away financially but but you know you we look at what's happening here um just yesterday so yesterday jim the on the bank of international settlements um, a an article or their project basically was published called The Blueprint for Future Monetary System, Improving the Old, Enabling the New. So, mm-hmm. so weird, weird, weird. So Josh and I were actually talking about this last night. And it's like, this is, this is scary because what they want to do, and in this plan they outline their kind of Orwellian globalist-run unified ledger. So what is the unified ledger? It records the ownership of all assets, checking accounts, real estate, bonds, stocks, you know, and so forth on a centralized exchange that's run by the globalists. So all of these assets are going to be tokenized. So, right. so that's basically the process of recording claims on a financial or real estate that exists on a traditional ledger on a programmable platform. So so let's say tokenization kind of makes things uh, when it's when it's like decentralized blockchain like Bitcoin, a tokenization right. process makes it hard to know who owns it, right? Because it takes all your financial data, puts it into a package, and then they like jumble up the numbers. Like if like right. for example, the credit card, like the Apple card. If anybody has an Apple card, you go to your Apple wallet and say, Oh, Click on the Apple card. You've got all these numbers that, that don't mean anything. You have to click another button. It's like, oh, here's your real credit card number, right? So, so that kind of it, it keeps it private. But in a centralized fashion, with what the centralized banks are doing now under central bank digital currency, the opposite is true. They know everything about you. So this unified ledger that they're describing will feature programmable entries, meaning you give up your ownership of your assets because wow. they can be revoked or altered at any time. And you'll own nothing, and you'll be happy. Social, yeah, you own nothing. You absolutely own nothing. So, wow. so, But yet, they're promoting this. So just two days ago, 
I saw this video from the United Nations. They met, they met last week in China. And there's this, this older gentleman that was talking, and he was bragging about programmable money, right? It's like, wait a second. Right. They used to hide the stuff in the shadows, but they were bragging about it. Now, he gave one little true caveat, and he said, you know, this, is, uh, this could be dangerous, this technology, if put in the hands of the wrong people. It's like, okay, you moron, you're the hands of the wrong people, you, that's talking right now. <laughs> you right? are the hands. <laughs> you are the wrong people. But, but yet, so in this statement, he was saying, imagine a world, you know, with peaceful music behind you, where, where drugs, we can stop the, the purchase of drugs, we can stop the purchase of pornography, we can stop the purchase of ammunition. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. what? It's like, they just clumped ammunition in the same sentence as drugs and pornography. So obviously they just expose their world, right? It's like they want a disarmed global populace so they can get by with all this stuff because they don't want uprisings in every country around the world because when people realize we don't own our assets anymore under this new system, which actually, Jim, coincides with what the United Nations had said in a meeting last week, where, where they basically were talking about their plan for September of 2024 to have a digital ID for everyone. Imagine, envision it like a, a passport or a driver's license that has biometric identification that's attached to your bank account. Okay. Now I thought they said that, uh, I thought JP Morgan, all those guys said that the Bitcoin and blockchain and all that stuff was the devil. Don't go near it. Looks like they're embracing it now. Just, well, just they are embracing it now, right? Because, because well, they do think that, that all of those are of the devil because they're decentralized and they're private, right? right. They want yeah. something that's, that's, that's completely transparent, and but to them only, right? So, uh. so now it gets one step further. So they also have this means of social control that they want to establish. So at this UN meeting, which was a called the Pact for the Future, they, what mm-hmm. they were seeking was permanent emergency powers for complex global shocks. So I'm going to read you something from this report, right? So, so this meeting was had in March, but now the minutes of the meeting are finally coming out so people can see what they talked about. And it's like, oof, this, is, this isn't good. So the, the UN Secretary General declared this, in quotes, I propose that the General Assembly provide the Secretary General and the United Nations systems with a standing authority to convene and operationalize automatically an emergency platform in the event of a future complex global shock of sufficient scale, severity, and reach. Okay, we don't have to think of what they mean when they say future complex global shock because the next paragraph they tell us. Hmm. So what could trigger the emergency authority? Major climatic events, future pandemic risk, a global digital connectivity disruption, major event in outer space, and generic unforeseen risks like black swan events. So it also goes on to say in the next paragraph that the U.N. would have the power to oversee the stakeholders of the world. Okay, no, no need right. to guess on who the stakeholders are because it's mentioned. Academics, governments, private sector actors, international financial institutions to unify to ensure that there's a unified global response to whatever crisis is declared 
I, I would like to, to change that word, strike it out, declare it, and say whatever crisis is manufactured and created, right? Um, right? Because this is what they're doing. They're creating a world of fear so people will give up their freedom to actually accept the, this massive loss of freedom and intrusion on our lives that they're just pushing down our throats. But then the scariest statement in this whole thing, if that wasn't bad enough, right? I, I feel like right. the cheesy uh, game show host from the 70s, like, okay, now behind <laughs> and this there's door, more. we got more, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so here's, here's how they end it. It also states that while the emergency authority would have an inf- initial finite lifespan, like, oh, COVID's going to end in six months or nine months or a year or whatever, um, the UN would be able to extend it indefinitely if it saw fit to do so. So we could be in a constant state indefinitely of emergency powers, permanent emergency powers, to sort out these complex global shocks where they limit the ability for us to buy or sell based on any of those shocks. It's like they're bragging about all of this stuff, and yet most of the world is saying, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. I mean, Biden actually has given support to this stupid plan like three times, but it's not just him. I don't want to pick on just him because most of the U.N. has given support to this cockamamie plan, which means the president of Japan and the president of Germany and and then Brazil and Mexico. It's like, why in the world would all these presidents of all these sovereign countries give up their sovereign right and their authority to make decisions that their voting public gave to them to some guy or gal that has a job at the United Nations. They weren't elected. Right. Just some dude that has a job. It's like, hey, why don't you make decisions for our country? Because <laughs> I'm incompetent and I can't. So you, you got a job right, where you're getting paid 150000 bucks a year. Why don't, you, why don't you do it, right? It's like, what? Right. I mean, this is basically what they're doing. Wow. That's not, that's I mean that that's the kind of stuff that you sit there and you say well the emergency thing when the first thing you said on those emergencies was a climate emergency. Well what's a climate emergency? That's because I feel hot because it's summer or because I feel cold because it's winter. I mean when isn't there a quote unquote emergency? That doesn't you know well, that that'll never undo itself, right? You just bounce from one topic to the next topic and then you you, know, you never have to let go of power. Well, have you have you noticed that since, even since this was said there's a lot of news in the news right now about climate change. And mm-hmm. the, the southwest of, of the United States is, like, burning up. It's so hot, which it, it truly is. It's, like, 98 degrees in Denver today. Florida is, like, a, a, a death trap. It's so hot. But I mean, I'm seeing all these headlines, and it's like, oh, my word. Mm-hmm. And then last week, Biden, behind a mic, basically says, hey, I'm in support of this proposal that these scientists from the Netherlands and Norway have said that we need to block the sun. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> block the sun. Yeah, that'll end so well. I, I thought that the environmentalists wanted a clean environment, but they're planning on spraying some kind of toxic sulfur into the atmosphere to make the top of the clouds, like, shiny so it reflects the sun back into space, and that'll cool down the Earth a few degrees. But somehow the cooling down of the Earth could result in an unforeseen consequence of raising the sea level. It's like, what? wait, wait a second. I thought global warming raised the sea level. Now cooling it down raises the sea level. The the fact is, when they try to take the the role of God into their own hands, they're going to ruin everything, right? And so it's like their climate change issues 
that they're manufacturing, that they're making up, and it's going to have devastating consequences. Yep. All right, we got commercial break coming up here on Dr. Light Show with Dr. Uh, we'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, your Jim Price. I do have Dr. Kirk Elliott here with me, and we're talking about what that future holds for all of us and the fact that there's somebody out there who believes they know how to run your life better than you, which is really amazing, and it's kind of arrogant. I don't think it's kind of arrogant. It's a whole lot of arrogant. They believe that they are so omnipotent that they can just run all of our lives. Uh, doctor, what uh, what else you were talking about there? Uh, we we're talking about the list of climate change. We're talking about spraying things in the atmosphere that suddenly now the oceans are going to rise. Why is the oceans going to rise always the default? Is there? Do I not know know something about the oceans that I should know that they should be higher or <laughs> we're holding them back? I don't know. Seems like a common I topic. I I don't know. I'm not that smart of a doctor to actually make stuff up and make it work in no matter which direction, if it gets hotter or colder, that the oceans still rise, no matter what. Um, right. I mean, but but here's the thing. that It's it's fear. It's fabrication. It's lies to get people to say, we got to fix this, right? It's like it's like mm-hmm. saying, you know, we, we've so we've got we're, we're dependent on foreign oil here still, right? Because. The environmentalists don't want us to drill in the Gulf. They don't want us to drill us north of the Arctic Circle because, well, there's migrating moose up there that travel. And it's like, <laughs> I, you know what? I, I think that animals are smarter than most environmentalists, do, right? It's like, yeah. if I were a moose walking across northern Canada, it's like going from point A to point B, and there was an oil rig in front of me, it's like, what would I do? Would I sit there and say, crap? I can't get through. Not what? Yeah. It's like, no. I'd turn to the right, I'd go around it, and I'd keep walking, right? But but yet right. they, they hamper our ability to make money for our country. They've shut down refining pretty much, um, the refining capacity. It's like, so now we're dependent on this foreign oil. Well, now that the BRICS nations are basically inviting the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia and all these big, massive oil-producing countries into the mix, it's like they they now have the driver's seat in in the world reserve currency kind of race, right? It's like the race to the moon. Um, the BRICS just took it from us, and then you've got you've got Janet Yellen, um, who basically is going to want to eat these words. I guarantee it. So mm-hmm. she went to China and basically kowtowed to the Chinese premier, and you know almost kissed his ring like five times, and then. Somebody had to go on stage and pull her back. It's like, okay, stop acting like an idiot. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> and then, you know, but what did she say? So she said, remember, this is our Treasury Secretary. She's got to say these kind of things so her her administration doesn't get implicated for being the ones that lost the reserve currency status of the dollar while they were in charge, right? So right. she said, I just want to reiterate what I've said in the past, which is, I think the United States can rest assured that the dollar is going to play the dominant role in facilitating international transactions and serving as a reserve currency in the years ahead. I don't see that role being threatened by any development, including the one you've mentioned, the BRICS common currency. It's like, okay, hey, she's already too late. I mean, they already are replacing us. The petrodollar is being decimated by all these bilateral trade agreements, country by country by country. It's going away. The BRICS nations, when you add everything up, all the countries that are involved in them, 
It's almost two-thirds of the world's population going into that trading block. I mean, this is, this is a big deal. And, and I hate to say it. I, I do not want to say that we've lost our reserve currency status because I'm an American, right? I want our currency to be strong. I want to maintain that. But we've lost it because of, of stupid policies of squandering our time, uh, amassing up debt, living a life of conspicuous consumption, right? Everything that we've done um, is, is problematic moving forward. And this is why the BRICS nation just filled that void. Wow. Well, we created the void, though, right? Because we weren't we weren't being who we should be, and making sure that the the, the money works for all. Uh, we were seeing the this grab of cash, this grab of power, which again, obviously, the gold rule, the golden rule, which which is he who has the gold makes the rule. Uh, if they're able to manipulate or create currency out of nothing, then obviously they they have a godlike effect. But we're not being responsible with that power, and then we lost control because people are like, "Well, I'm tired of the abuse. I'm moving on." And so Russia and China, who we've been really running over like a you know a bus back and forth, I I don't I'm not surprised they left us and walked away. I'm not either. I'm not either. This is such a it's such a bad deal. We really we should we should be better for this. So what are some of the things that you're seeing that when you're talking about this this backside CBD CBDC stuff with the central bank digital currency? What do people can do to fix this to make sure they hedge against? Which, creating the parallel economy that we all talk about, getting away from their system and not putting power into it. What can we do to w- not fall for their trap? Boy, I mean, so it's funny. Uh, Josh and I were just talking about this last night as well. So private transactions like owning physical gold and silver, number one. Number two, like a decentralized, tokenized cryptocurrency like Bitcoin could actually do well in that. Um, assuming that you still have power, still assuming that the Internet's not shut down, right? I mean, that's the problem with that. Where, where gold and silver is tangible, you take delivery of it, it's real, you could use it for barter. It's out of the system, it's not digital, right? I mean, that's ultimately the safest play. Um, and during that time, you know, there's, there's got to be alternative systems that start to establish themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So, so things of like what Texas is doing um, you know, pending legislation for a state chartered gold backed bank or right. DeSantis in Florida saying, Hey, we're, we're not going to take central bank digital currency at all. Or Alaska doing the exact same thing that Texas is or Arkansas or Oklahoma or Utah or Wyoming or Louisiana that is saying, we're going to use gold as legal tender, right? They're, they're starting to establish new methods for surviving in a world where people do not want to lose their freedoms, right? So, so right. you know, encourage those kind of decisions. Encourage your, your politicians to vote for those kind of things, right? Because we have to get out of that federal bank, federal reserve system, this FedNow system, this CBDC system globally, right? Which, which is right. like what we started the show with, um, the stupid unified... Uh, ledger, right? What? No, we don't want to give up ownership of our stuff to somebody else so they can cut us off. No. So, but the easiest way to navigate through it with something is simply buy silver. It's small. It's it's inexpensive, cost per ounce. You can use it for barter, um, or even if it's large format, thousand ounce bars, hundred ounce bars, whatever. You can actually allocate into your IRA 
and take advantage of this trend in this high growth silver market. Yeah. Well, and that's really where it's amazing to see that there's there is an alternative for us out there. But if you don't take action, then you become the victim, right? Correct. Yeah, that's this is the thing we should be thinking about, folks, is that we have all these answers. We're giving you the hey, the bridge is out, the bridge is out, hey, there's something coming that's not really cool and and then don't be surprised. And I know we don't all have an, a lot of extra cash to do this, but hey, a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. And if that's what you can do, then start doing that once a week, once a month, whatever it takes to start building up some type of a reserve for yourself that when all this does go off, here's the thing, that hundred dollars in silver, you know, if it goes to a ten X well, now you're not doing so bad, are you? So those are the kind of things no. that you can't do in the uh, was the casino called the stock market. Hey, Kirk, am I wrong to say that the stock market is nothing but a managed casino that they create the values and the losses? Uh, it is basically a managed casino. <laughs> I mean, this is but <laughs> yeah. this is the world of programmable money. What you can buy or sell, when you can do it, if you can do it at all. I mean, they're like they're like the game master on Hunger Games, right? They're creating this mm-hmm. world that they want. Yeah, well, that's a, that, and that right there is the problem with if they emotionally want to change their mind that today or tomorrow, everything. I mean, we don't know which which way is up, so we can't plan for the future. So that takes away our hope, right? Which then causes yeah. people to hesitate, causes them to go you know, be depressive and saying, oh, "Man, if I don't have hope, then what do I have?" We've got to be different out there. We've got to be the ones that stand strong and say, "Listen." This is the path to take. Get out of this. Get out of this bear trap that you're in. Right. Nope. hundred so. percent. I agree. All right, man. Well, it's been really great having you, Kirk, on here. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, give us Thanks, your website brother. one more time before you head out. Yep. So it's Kirk Elliott PhD dot com, and mm-hmm. I, I believe you have uh, on this show a, a special link that you website. can go to. Yep. Yep. And yes, so do. it's going to be posted on the show. But what you right. can also do is just call us 720-605-3900 and say, Josh sent me. Right. Or tell them yeah. that Jim sent you. Because this, I mean, this show is amazing and it's got a huge audience. And so just let us know. I, I'd love to know what we were talking about that caused you to want to reach out. So just say, Josh or Jim sent you and, uh, yep. and we'll move forward from there. Thank you so much, sir. Well, you have a great day. We'll talk to you again. You got it. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys. The Dark Delight Show coming up here in just a few minutes. We've got a commercial break. See you guys in a second. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. I do appreciate you guys hanging in after that commercial break at the bottom of the hour. This is your host, Jim Price. Kirk, um, Kirk Elliott was great to have there in the beginning of that. And this is the stuff that we talk about. All the time on the show, it's just telling you the different ways that they're coming at you. And all of these topics have to do with, basically, they're just love of money. they got to have that little bit of money, a little bit of power, and this is what they do. But anyway, like I said, you guys got me today. Josh is off. And so uh, there was, I don't know if you guys have paid attention. Last night, uh, at a, Tucker Carlson actually released a video with Andrew Tate. And it's about two hours, two hours, 45 minutes, two hours and a half, something like that. And they go through a lot of detail of Andrew Tate. And I don't know if you guys know who Andrew Tate is, but he's a he was a kickboxer. He was a guy, right? He was out doing some fighting or whatever, made some money, and was able to invest in himself and do things to give himself that freedom to be able to pick and choose what he wants to do in his life. 
But he was also an individual who said, listen, go out and take on life. Go out, be aggressive, be a man, be be manly, do manly things. You know, go work out. Follow this program of just getting up and, and getting up at the same time every day. Set your alarm for 6 o'clock. The alarm goes off, immediately get up. Do, and he was just basically, you know, coaching people up. Well, then the, I don't know if anybody had heard about him or not, but he had actually got arrested right right before New Year's last year. So Christmas comes along, go through Christmas, and then between Christmas and, and New Year's, they raid his house. They go in, they raid his house, they arrest him and his brother, and of course it goes global. It goes global in a second. And I'm not talking, and this is in Romania. He lives in Romania most of the time. He is a United States and British citizen combined. He has dual citizenship with the British and with America. Now, think about this. In Romania, here's a guy who gets arrested in a raid but it literally makes the news the second it happens. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, if you find out about somebody or something, like the moment it's happening, like right when they got arrested, if it's a public figure, and I don't care what the public figure is, rock star, movie star, you know, uh, politician, whatever it is, truther, I'm going to tell you guys right now, if you guys find out about it immediately, if it comes out like you're a part, you're watching a part of the arrest, you're watching the raid, it is absolutely 100% a fictitious lie. There is absolutely nothing factual about what you're seeing. And the reason I could say that is that you look at Roger Stone, same thing. CNN just happened to be camped out at, at Roger Stone's house when the raid happened. The FBI raided his house to arrest him, even though his lawyers have been in contact with the FBI and had been cooperating fully with the investigation. That was all, but there was no need to go raid his house to make the arrest because he was like, if you guys need me to turn myself in, let me know. I'll go. The attorney's in full contact. Here's anything you need, blah, blah, blah. And then you look at, I don't know, President Trump. What'd he get? He got an old FBI raid too. Boy, who was there? The news. Magical, magical that here it is. Nobody's supposed to know about investi ongoing investigations. Nobody's supposed to leak any information on ongoing investigations. Nobody's supposed to be talking to the media about ongoing investigations. They are supposed to be completely lip-sealed, okay? It really is. Guys, if you actually go back to how this was all written out, they should not be talking about this. But what'd you see? They got the cameras. Bing, 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 bing. Even old Fox News was there. How'd they get the magic set up? See, again. Okay, then you go down to, to General Flynn. Again, how does it that the media knows so much about all the intimate goings-on of General Flynn's case and all the different things? It's an ongoing investigation. Again, everybody knows. The raid on my house, same thing. This a problem is, guys, is this is what they do. They want to destroy you. They want to destroy your good name. They want to destroy your ability to make money. They want your ability to, to be able uh, to slow down your ability to move, to operate, to thrive, to do anything. So what do they do? Well, they call you a human trafficker. Or they call you a sex tra trafficker, or they'll call you a, a, a you know, a, what was it, uh, uh, the president gra uh, grabbed some girl by the crotch or said he was going to grab a girl by the crotch. And, of course, that was because he's a misogynist and he's, he's, a, he's a man and blah, 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 blah. Guys, do you see the pattern here? Do you see where I'm showing you this over and over and over again, where this continues to be a problem? That you guys fall for it every dang time. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm not I'm not being nice. I'm I'm accusing you guys because you guys are the ones that have to be able to discern for yourself what is factual 
and then actually push back on it and actually give better statements and give better facts and be the difference makers out there. So the idea that Andrew Tate got on with with Tucker Carlson and did this long format interview where they walked through all the different things. Do you know that what they now are charging? So now Andrew Tate was supposedly arrested for human trafficking, for trafficking women, for holding them against their will. He was kidnapping. See, these are all the salacious uh, titles out there for the articles that Andrew Tate was arrested under. He was arrested for human trafficking. Well, in reality, here's what happened. He was arrested, and then remember, he was detained for almost uh, 100 some day, almost 100 days. And for the first two weeks, he had no idea where he was at or what he was in for. Because in Romania, you don't have to have, you don't have to, they can hold you for six months before they charge you with anything. They can hold you incarcerated for six months before they charge you. And that's a real thing. But see, here in, a, in America, you're supposed to get your probable cause statement in your language of your origin within 48 hours. 48 hours, you are to be given a copy of your charges, what you're being charged within 48 hours. So then why was mine sealed and redacted for a year? Why did my, the, the judge seal and redact my probable cause statement? Isn't that illegal? Well, it is illegal. The U.S. Marshals investigated. They created a case, but the DOJ doesn't want to prosecute. Oh, they don't want to prosecute one of their own. See, the problem is, guys, is the Andrew Tate case. This gentleman is being held in house arrest right now in Romania. Granted, he lives in a mansion, so it's not horrible. You know, he says, obviously, the jails itself are, are, are third world country jails. They are not good. They are not healthy. They're not uh, environmentally sound. In fact, even our own country has un, uh, unhealthy places for people to be ha- uh, housed in cages. Uh, the concrete the concrete uh, rooms that the J6ers are in that have been in solitary confinement for two years, you guys would be ashamed of yourself if you knew your country was doing what they were doing. You'd be ashamed of yourself about the prison boats that we have worldwide. We have prison boats that we manage worldwide as Americans. Oh, yeah. And we take American citizens and put them out there because it's international law. They don't have to be – they don't fall under the constitutional rights anymore. See how they use the the law when they want to use it? But anyway, Andrew Tate is being held because they said that he used the lover boy, the lover boy ploy, which is the lover boy ploy by definition is someone who goes and uh, gets a woman to fall in love with him. And then he moves her back to his country of origin and then prostitutes him out, prostitutes her out, gets pimps her out, basically. So gets her to fall in love with this guy, gets her to another country and then says, you can't leave your mind, blah, blah, blah. Now, my problem with this whole thing is is that when you think about what they're trying to get Andrew Tate on, he never once moved a woman across international borders. He never once confined anybody to his residence. He never once did any of this. But they're saying because he got women that he knew to create TikToks so that he could then get the revenue from the TikTok views. Now, guys, I have a TikTok account. I don't do much on it. I think I've made two cents in two years. I have two cents on my account. Yeah, that's it. And the problem is, guys, is that TikTok doesn't pay very well. You know, you have to have like millions of views for you to start getting, you know, a few dollars. It's really ridiculous. I mean, I think it's like, I think it's like 1%, like 1% of of total views, like one, so I I think it's like one cent. So so if you've got 100 views, you're going to get a penny. I think it is, or a thousand views, or it's, it's, I mean, the number's way off. It's unbelievable. But this is what they're saying that Andrew Tate did. So this guy, 
you know, Mr. I'm, you know, brash, I'm a man, I'm going to do my thing, I'm going to tell the men how to be men, which is great. I think we need more men telling men how to, mentoring men how to be great men. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's absolutely great. But they charged him with (laughs) the lover boy human trafficking charge, saying that he coerced women to do TikToks on their accounts, and then he kept the money. Now, first of all, if it's their account, how did he get the money? And if they did TikToks on his account, well, then that's his money as well. But he's, the thing is, he says, I've never made a dime on TikTok. He says, I never made a dime on it. And a lot of this is absolutely provable. Here's the problem with this. None of his charges, none of his case has actually moved out of the prosecutor's office. They haven't showed a judge. They haven't showed anybody. They haven't shown the public. And he says, I barely have the information myself, and my attorney can't hardly get them to cooperate. And I'm paraphrasing a lot of this, guys, because you don't have to watch the two hours and a half or two hours and 45 minutes of this. But one thing he did talk about is that he says, you know, this judicial system, that it's a global effect. He goes, the United States, the United States embassy did visit me in jail a couple times. But the British embassy almost, almost laughed in my face and refused to engage with me. So the, America bothered to show up and say, hey, how's it going? But did nothing to help with effect of his per, uh, prosecution or persecution. He didn't do anything for him. America let him go out there because why? Because he's a squeaky wheel, because he's making people bold and brash, and they don't need the government to give them their little handout. And that's what this is about. See, these people are so, they they want you to want them so bad. They have so many insecurities about who they really are that they're going to use violence, they're going to use financial, they're going to use health, they're going to use the environment any way they can to control you. And then when you don't, when you're not controllable, well, then they're like, well, how come you don't love me anymore? Huh? Oh, you don't love me anymore? Come on. I did so much for you. I gave you social security. I gave you roads. I gave you public schools. I gave you a fire department. Look how great it is in your life that I have done so much for you. How could you ever live without paying taxes? Who would pay? Who would pay for your benefits? And so when you have somebody who's out there, who's saying you don't need the government, you can be self-reliant, you can do your own thing, count on each other, be be there for each other, be amazing for each other. Imagine, imagine how terrifying that is to the establishment. Well, when you see the global effect of the unified voice of countries, countries, not, not news organizations, countries, calling him a human trafficker, countries saying that he has held women against their will, countries who will not come to his aid or look at at the case in reality, and even the country itself of Romania to say that they're going to hold this guy and they're going to do this. Now, he's been doing this. I'm thinking about this, guys. We're We're in July, right? July. This is six months of his life have been wasted away he can't do as he wishes. Now, he could, yeah, he's in his own home. He sleeps when he sleeps. He showers when he showers, whatever. I get that. But at the same time, he can't go anywhere. He can't, he can't get information on his case, and it's been six months. Now, when they did go ahead and charge him, they, don't, they went ahead and took, they won't take the testimony of the victims to apply to the case because he's the, the state, the Romanian state, has said that he has brainwashed the individual's into doing TikToks for him, and they are victims of brainwashing, so their testimony cannot be admissible because they're brainwashed. Now, even their even their own statements to the victims who have written statements and done vi- uh, video statements 
They've told them, well, you're a victim. You don't know that you're a victim. So the state is now victimizing the girls in the same way that they said that Tate victimized them. So think about this. The state's now telling them that they're, oh, you don't know you're a victim. Oh, you don't know how damaged you are. Oh, you don't know what really happened. Think about that. This is what we're up against. These people are out there saying stuff that is really factually inaccurate and are refusing to take the victim's statements into account. How, how, how terrifying is one man? And this is the problem. You, you have a situation where one guy can create this kind of havoc, can create this kind of disturbance in the force, the, the, the dark forces that are out there. This is what kind of disturbance you can create for them. What if we all did it? What if we all said, not today, Satan, not today. Not today, Satan. We're moving on. We're going to do our own thing. We don't need your evil ways. We don't need your, your handouts. Think about how great that would be. That is the world you live in, where you could be amazing without a government that has nothing to do with your daily decisions. Simple, right? All right, guys, we've got a commercial break here from the Dark Delight Show. I'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here. Well, you know, I mean, think about this is This is part and parcel to COVID. This is part and parcel to the financial collapse. This is part and parcel to Ukraine. This is, I mean, everything that I'm talking to you about what they, you hear that they've done to this individual, at the exact same time, you could turn around and say, well, they're doing this to me as well. I'm having to go through these exact same, I, I'm, I'm living this, Jim. Well, again, this is where I, we talk about, you know, getting your health under control, getting your heart under control, make sure that you're in the right place, make sure your heart's in the right place, doing all those things. Because you can escape these people. Now, there's a lot of uh, stuff going out there. I don't know. Have you guys have you guys been paying attention to? Excuse me, Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr has been really kind of coming out here the last six, seven months. Since basically, I, I would say tw- it was around Christmas time last year. She really started coming out and became a squeaky wheel in a lot of ways. There's some stuff that she's come out with that I was really amazed. I did not know this. But she was on uh, Piers, uh, Piers Morgan, uh, whatever his name is, uh, Piers Morgan. He, they, she was on his show, and I was, I was floored. I did not know that she's actually from Ukraine. I did not. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. But anyway, Roseanne Barr joined Piers Morgan on Tuesday night on Talk TV and went on a Ukrainian government and uh, went off on the Ukrainian government and President Zelensky. Barr accused current day Ukraine for having a large faction of Nazis. Well, I've talked about the Gazarian Mafia. I've talked about you. I talked to you guys that that, that Russia is not fighting the Ukrainians, the, the, the Ukrainians, that they're fighting the, 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 the uh, Gazarian Mafia there, that this is absolutely a whole nother war than what you really think it is. It's not Amer- that we're not, Russia's not fighting back against just Ukrainian people killing farmers and all that. In fact, the Gazarian Mafia is the ones that's killing the citizens and then blaming on the Russians. Why? Because they have Russian artillery. They have Russian equipment. That's why it looks like Russians are doing things. But in reality, it's absolutely because it's a Russian country. Everybody speaks Russian. Well, anyway, let me let me go down this article here with you. She went on to describe what the Nazis in Ukraine did to her family. Now, this is her direct quote. Now, this is what Roseanne Barr says. I am from Ukraine. I am Ukrainian. There is a large faction of Nazi 
Nazis. I don't know if you knew this, but there's a large amount of Nazis in Ukraine, and they're actually they actually killed my whole family. I'm from Ukraine, and they marched my entire family, grandmothers, grandparents, t- uh, ten siblings, out into the forest and buried them alive in Ukraine. So I don't understand why everybody's Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Well, I don't understand that there's also, um, and that it's also terrifies me. People better wake up and do some research on their uh, on their own instead of buying what comes across the screen and try to shake uh, and then uh, and try to shake them up. Uh, and then she says, uh, and then so so do it. So then she goes on. Uh, Pierce says, I- I'm reading their stuff, and it's really kind of choppy here. So I apologize for the reading. Uh, of their words well here's roseanne what i would say why does he say that well here's roseanne what i would say to that i don't agree with you oh well (laughs) thanks buddy about a lot of stuff you said about ukraine i know what you said and you're perfectly entitled to your views wait she's from ukraine her family was executed in ukraine so that's a view now he's gaslighting her into something else I would say, in uh, relation to the to the suggestion that there are uh, that there are a lot of a bunch of Nazis. Now, think about this. Think about how he's trying to wiggle off the hook of what she just said. Oh, there's Nazis. Oh, really? I thought we got those went away as, after the Second World War, guys. Oh, let me can I, I, let me give you guys a little bit of factoid, real quick. Okay, I was because I, I was a vice president for a company that did DoD contracting and for the, one of the l- large companies I worked for. And uh, so I was up and down the Midwest. I was in Muskogee, Oklahoma. And there's a military base over there. There's an, uh, a National Guard, an Army National Guard base just east of Muskogee, Oklahoma. If you're going towards Tahlequah to go do the float on the river there on the Illinois River. Anyway, so this base, you have to kind of know where it's at. It's really kind of odd. And it's hundreds, it's like 100,000 acres. It's a huge artillery base for the Army. Well, I was over there doing a couple projects. And so as I'm there, I'm learning about the base. And I'm like, well, what is all this out here? Is this from like World War One or World War II? Like, oh, this is where we kept the Nazis in, in uh, and house. We had Nazi housing here. This was one of the largest, this was the largest Nazi concentration camps in America, if not one of the largest on, in the world. I'm like, why are they in Oklahoma? Well, they were taking them away from the theater. They were getting them out of the theater. They were ta- bringing them over to America. I'm like, why? That doesn't make a lot of sense. But here it is. We come along and we start waking up to all these things and finding out. Now, let me give you the part where it didn't make sense to me. This is the part where I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Because at the end of World War II, they opened the gates. And they walked out. The Nazi soldiers from Germany were given the opportunity to walk out into America. The largest concentration of army or of uh, military personnel from, you know, the, the the World War II were being housed in Oklahoma, Muskogee, Oklahoma. You know, I'm an Okie from Muskogee, that, that whole song. Remember that country song? Yeah, guys. So when we talk about paperclip, which is meant that they brought all these scientists and executives and, and upper echelon of the military into America and gave them new names and positions in our federal government. When, that, when you look up Paperclip, this whole Muskogee, Oklahoma story will make a lot more sense to you. That The fact that I really have to question who really won the war. What's really going on here? But here it is that Roseanne's telling Pier, uh, Piers Morgan that, hey, 
my family was executed. Well, you know, I don't really agree with uh with your views, but you're entitled to it. <laughs> what? Now think about this. Now let me I'm gonna go on to here's and and so Roseanne says, You haven't seen the swatchkas on all those arms? Piers Morgan says, Roseanne, hang on. President Zelensky himself is Jewish. So obviously he's not de facto a Nazi. <laughs> oh, the bloodlines that we live. Guys, it's the Game of Thrones. When you really think about it, when you think about how you guys ever watch the Game of Thrones? I mean, it's it's worth watching. It was there was some really I mean, they were pretty graphic in a lot of ways. Uh, but if you watch the storyline, it makes a lot more sense in the world around you now. This is what Roseanne says back to him. I know, but he's not a good one. Are all Jews all the same? For God's sake, talk about anti-Semitic. Just because a guy is a Jew doesn't mean he likes Jews or that he's doing anything good for the Jews. I mean, so what? Who cares what anybody is? That was the whole point of my tweet. Just because you're... Um, because they're just just because they're just because they're skin folk, their skin folks doesn't mean they're kin folk. <laughs> oh, I got it. Just because they're skin folk doesn't mean they're kin folk. You know what I mean? Uh, just because they're the same color as you doesn't mean that they try. Um, they aren't trying to lock your ass up. Wake up, people. And so this is where I I don't. I, you ought to watch the exchange. It was actually a pretty good exchange out there, but. I don't think people are kidding this. Andrew Tate is being locked up because he was human trafficking because he has a he was because girls did videos on TikTok, not that they were explicit, not that they were sexual, not that they were anything because trust me, TikTok doesn't let you do anything. But here he is, Roseanne Barr is trying to point out what's really going on in the world around us. And then Pierce Morgan goes, "Oh, well you have your opinion." <laughs> Golly. All right, guys, that's the first hour of our Dark Delight show here on WYSL. We do have another hour coming up. Don't go anywhere. One more extended hour on Wednesday. We'll see you guys in a minute. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back, everybody, to your second hour of the Dark to Light Show here on Mondays and Wednesdays. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for hanging around. You know, again, it's your extended lunch hour. You do what you want. You digest your food, sit back, put your feet up, get the blood back to your heart. Um, just There was a commercial, or the commercial, the news break at the top of the hour was they were talking about the test of, uh, Chris Ray testifying at the House. And I'm telling you right now, this is not going to go down well. I don't know. Again, this is a situation where the head of the FBI, the head of the FBI has absolutely been exposed for his corruption. I mean, not kind of exposed to his corruption. I mean, we're talking full-blown, like, I, I I mean, looking the other way on the, the documents on, oh, by the way, Joe Biden, uh, the, the old pedo-in-chief, he is actually, there, there's some more boxes they found. Yeah, I know. It, it, it does, it's like an ever-ending waterfall, right? 
Uh, no, guys, this is a real thing. They've absolutely uh, this. I, I can't believe this. They found another cache or another stash of documents. Again, Chris Ray is standing behind his his direction of the FBI and how and the handling of the documents with uh, President Trump. But yet, Chris Ray can't help themselves but just fall into this backwards over and over again. But there are people out there like Matt Getz and others including the statement at the top of the hour that uh, they were talking about on that news break. They're going after him because he needs to answer this. But the sad part of it is, who's going to hold him accountable? See, the problem is, is that we have given so much power to these FBI agents. We've given so much power to the CIA. We've given so much power to the Federalist model. Do you guys know what the Federalist model is? Do you guys understand what that is when I say Federalist model? Well, your old boy Lincoln... Everybody's like, oh, Lincoln, he's so great. He's such a, oh, yeah, he was so free about freedom. No. Lincoln was doing his best to ride the fence. And he went in to go to do the gold, uh, the greenback, to, uh, the, the uh, greenbacks. Do you guys understand what the greenbacks are? Oh, it's all interrelated. It's all tied in. But anyway, the greenbacks that he actually was creating to create a gold back currency in, the, in America, well, that's the reason they killed him. And it had nothing to do with slavery. It had nothing to do with any of that. They just killed him because he was working. At, he was going to work outside the central banks. The central banks were setting the trap. The central banks was the one that created the Civil War, which was the North uh, was not giving representation to the South because the population densities were different. And so it was about individual state rights. It was not about what we all celebrate the Civil War for. And the sad part of it is, is that the, the central banks, Oh yeah, the central banks existed back then, 1871. They got a, they locked right into us through General Grant. But when Lincoln said, "Hey, you will do what you're told, or I'll send my boys down there to kick your butt," at that moment when Lincoln did that, they put us into the Federalist model, the top-down model that you guys all believe is Uncle Sam. That that the federal government has has power over the individual states, but actually the way our Constitution is written, the way our Constitution is written. Individual state rights supersede the federal government, and all state constitutions are reciprocal one to another. I will say this again. I want you to listen to this. Write it down if you have to. Do I need to give you a second to get a pen or start your little recorder on your phone? Individual state rights supersede the federal government, and all state constitutions are reciprocal one to another. If you have constitutional rights in the state of New York, you have the same constitutional rights in Florida. And people in Florida have the same constitutional rights from Florida to New York. It does not change. It does not does not ebb and flow. In fact, because it's all combined, it gives us all these amazing freedoms. But because you have let your representatives, your public servants, go in and create laws that are repugnant, that are outside the Constitution, you live in a cage you've built for yourself. Now, that sounds really mean and kind of pointy and kind of like my finger was in your chest saying, listen, you've got some responsibilities. Well, yeah, you do. Because no one's handing out big buckets of freedom. Christopher Ray believes that he's omnipotent, that he is does he has prosecutable immunity. You know that, right? Judges, DAs, sheriffs, police department, city council, city mayors, council, uh, county commissioners, governors, they all believe they have prosecutable immunity, but yet in the state constitution it says no one has immunity. No one has special set asides. All of those people that work for the Constitution, which are your public servants have less constitutional rights than you. But Chris Ray, he believes, 
he floats angelically above you and in a God-like way that he cannot be touched. And he truly believes he is untouchable because he is the FBI director. Guys, that's real. That's what he believes. And that's what the people under him believe. And that's what the people at the DOJ believe. And that's what the people that are going running around going, oh, yeah, Biden, Harris, woohoo! They all believe the same thing. That they have prosecutable immunity, but they don't. In fact, they have less rights and they can be, they can be wheeled off for anything that we wish because we have the right to redress our grievance with our public servants. That is a republic. A constitutional republic has servants. A democracy has leaders. Do you see the difference, guys? And this is what I keep trying to point out to you guys over and over again. These people really believe they, they really like what? Okay, make me look bad in the house. <laughs> I'm just going to go and have the IRS investigate you. <laughs> I'll just have the local PD go in and raid your house. <laughs> oh, you want a, you want a court-appointed judge? That, oh, oh yeah, we'll make sure you get the right judge. <laughs> See, the problem is, folks, they've got their finger on the scale. And I'm not when I say the finger, I'm just saying they're fit, sitting their old fat butt right on the scale. They don't even care that you know that there is not a fair and balanced judicial system that is blind and that you are innocent until you, they can somehow figure out how to prove to 12 people that you are guilty. But we don't live that way, do we? Because we've given over all those rights. And we've got a bunch of ding-dong lawyers out there that do the same thing over and over again, talk about how they're trying to keep you free. The Bar Associated, the British Accredited Register, the Bar Associated lawyers that you go running to when you think you've got a problem, it's, you might as well run to the person who did it to you because they don't care. As long as you're paying them, they'll say to you whatever they want. They'll say anything you want. You know, just like I told you earlier, the probable cause statement in my thing took me three attorneys in a year to get mine unsealed and unredacted. And they're all going, oh, we're trying so hard for you, Jimmy. Oh, we're just doing our best for you, Jimmy. Are you? Look what they did to General Flynn. Look what they did to Roger Stone. Look what they did to Trump. Look what they've done to me. Look what they've done to others across this country. You think this is going to end? No. It's not going to end. It's not going to get. It's not going to end. It's going to get worse. And here's one. Here's one. Here's another problem. Homeland Security (CISA) con- con- colluded. Homeland Security (CISA) colluded with big tech to censor speech and manipulate the lives of America. The House Judiciary Committee recently released a report on Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. That's the CISA, Cyber Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Golly, they come up with some amazing... I told you, we guys got to get this figured out. All right, uh, which is under the Department of Homeland Security, DHS. They colluded with big tech and disinformation partners to censor America. This is your government. This is your government. Like, your government's literally doing this. And here's the thing. The House Judiciary Committee just released the report, and nobody's prosecuted. Nobody is walked in handcuffs. Nobody is sitting in jail. No judges are being arrested. No DAs are being arrested. No anybody is being arrested. Well, let's continue on here. Uh, the 36-page wow, piece pointed out familiar issues from uh, the government actors working with third parties to overturn the First Amendment. So your government that you pay for is working with other groups and other other, you know, what do you want to call them? Uh, organizations or societies or whatever, they're trying to get rid of the First Amendment. Your government is working with other non-First Amendment organizations to get rid of the First Amendment so you can just quit, just shut up. 
They're tired of hearing your pie hole run. If you would just be quiet, they would go on ruling your life without your opinion. Do you see how you guys are getting in the way? All right, so the White House report titled The Weaponization of CISA, How the Cybersecurity Agency Colluded with Big Tech and Disinformation Partners to Censor America. That's the title of it. That's a huge title, by the way. I thought you tried to keep titles down to like three or four words or something. Anyway, according to Brownstone Institute, a global research article, uh, statements uh, statement was made was more than a uh, was more than a lie. It omitted the institutional oh wow institutionalization of the practice. Uh, the agency uh, let's see what so she's this is her quote. The agency. Um, I don't know. Let's move on here. Another one directly hit by the Biden censorship drive was former Fox News comment. Oh, so this CISA committee or uh, agency actually went after Fox News commentator Tucker Carlson, the White House director of digital uh, strategy, Bob um, Fathery, Fathery, I don't know how to say his last name, privately lobbied social media groups to remove a video of Carson reporting the link between Johnson & Johnson and vaccine and the blood clots. Think about that. So the director, okay, director of digital strategy, strategy, is that a word? Uh, Rob, old Rob over there. This is your White House director, okay? This is the White House director of digital strategy. This guy was was colluding to get these, these videos taken down. Think about that. Uh, let's see, uh, officials, uh, supporting the operation, such as Dr. Kate Starbird, uh, a member of CISA's misinformation, disinformation subcommittee. <laughs> I just love these names. This is great. Um, remained, um, unrepentant in their aim to advance political agendas, despite the program explicitly violating the constitution uh, and the First Amendment, the CISA officials still appointed themselves to be arbitrators of the truth. How do you do this? All right, guys, I've got commercial break coming up here on the Dark Delight Show. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Now, I know that... And a lot of this doesn't feel good and all that other stuff. But guys, we got we have the power. I know that I keep saying this over and over again to you. Here's another article that, that just kind of aligns up. I know Tucker Carlson's kind of, kind of been popping up in my show today, and I don't mean to. It wasn't the Tucker Carlson, you know, defend him hour. Uh, this is just another article. According to a letter obtained by Axios, Fox News informed Tucker Carlson lawyers on Wednesday uh, that the ex-primetime anchor has breached his contract with a network by starting his own Twitter show on Tuesday. This breach of contract uh, allegation puts Fox News in a position to consider pursuing legal action against Carlson, thereby escalating the um, the public feud. So the problem is, it says, Fox defends its very um, existence on free speech grounds, right? So they're saying this is a, this is from the lawyer, okay? Now they want to take Tucker Carlson's right uh, to speak freely away from him because he took social media took to social media to share his thoughts on current events. Now that's true because Fox Media is you know they're out there saying oh you know free speech and no oh, we're all about you know the Constitution liars, um, but in reality they're now saying that they want to make sure that he keeps his mouth shut. 
and that he's now somehow violent. Now, I know there's non-compete clauses out there, but he has to show a financial, they have to show a financial uh, windfall one way or the other. That either Tucker Carlson has taken their concept or whatever, and then he's created a windfall for himself, or that he has somehow damaged them, and they have to show damages. They have to show that they're, and it's actually a really long road to hoe, uh, if you're going to go down the whole uh, violation of a non-compete clause. The non-compete clauses are very expensive and very troublesome to try to actually get a judgment the way you want it. Uh, so anyway, it's just um, that this, this is just this is a sad deal. I mean, what is it, Fox just trying to maintain uh, some type of relevancy through this whole thing? Let me give you guys another thing. When we talk about your government, your government's not doing... the government's not doing what they should. They're not being transparent. This is why the FBI and the thin blue line, the the policy officers, they have a, I have a problem with them because they're not transparent. They're not coming out and being super transparent about internal investigations, about things that they've had to do, their own cases, this and that, the wrongdoings of the police department, of the FBI, the CIA, the NSA. They're not that. But here, let me give you one more little feather for your, my government doesn't want me to know what they're doing cap. Secret Service refuses to hand over records regarding cocaine in the White House. Uh, The Secret Service uh, has refused to comply with a Freedom of Information Act uh, request for records related to the cocaine that was recently found in the White House, citing the potential for interference in an ongoing investigation. Now, guys, (laughs) didn't we just talk about ongoing investigations at the top of the hour, last hour? Didn't Didn't we do that whole thing where... You know, ongoing investigations where you don't go out and run your mouth to the media. The media doesn't show up at a six o'clock raid in Roger Stone's house. You know, the guy is an elderly man who has a wife and a small dog. He's not exactly a flight risk when his attorneys have been fully talking to the FBI, just like Trump's attorneys were fully talking to the FBI. And you see where this all goes. This all goes right. In a later date, July 11th, the Secret Service told Bloomberg Business Investigator reporter Jason. Uh, that the FOIA request he made to the agency for records regarding the White House cocaine cannot be complied with. Uh, it says here that mm, the reason Secret Service gave was interference with an ongoing law enforcement investigation. Well, that's awfully nice that they're going to follow the rules on that. But again, not really what we want to hear. Not how it really goes. This is you, They got to get better than this. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, you guys want to hear about wind turbines? I know you guys don't have a lot of the wind turbines like we do here in the Midwest, but I do see that you guys are in love with solar panels. I'm in love with a solar panel. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're toxic and they'll kill you, but don't worry about it. They'll give you some energy before they die. Uh, an increase in failure of wind turbine components and a subsequent financial fallout is creating an uncertainty about the true sustainability of the industry's campaign for green energy. <laughs> oh, they my they must have heard what I was saying about them. Yeah, I'm sorry. You guys suck. Uh, Siemens Energy announced on June 22nd that it would be withdrawing its profit assumptions and initiating initiating a technical review of Siemens onshore wind farms, which could cost over one billion 1.1 billion dollars this is a disappointment a bitter setback Simon's uh ceo 
I don't know how to say his name. We'll just call him John. Said in the June conference call, the quality problems go well beyond what have been known heretofore, in particular uh, in the onshore area. Oh, you mean like where they just catch on fire and they leak oil everywhere and they're killing millions of birds every single year? And I think that they actually create... Guys, this is one of my conspiracies. This is one of my things. I'm going way out on the edge. And I could probably go through with it if you guys want to you know, talk offline or whatever. We could talk about this. But I do believe a lot of the wind generation locations are put on fractal lines in the Earth's surface. And I think the vibration or the harmonics that is created through the wind turbine movement that vibrates back into the ground is causing something else. I think it's either amplifying or something. There's some guys that I've been working with and talking to that are talking about how that certain cloud patterns pop up just after a wind turbine farm or how there happens to be these fluctuations in wind that change just after a wind turbine farm. So we know that they create static electricity. We know they create vibrations. We know that they kill millions of birds a year. So anyway, uh, this guy, the CEO saying, well, we're just not seeing the profitability. Why? Because the government dollars aren't just flowing wildly at you like they always do. They're 100% subsidized. I mean, what are, you, what are you crying about? Oh, you want to make money not only on the government, but then you want to make money on the utilities and then the landowner. Oh, I get it. I'm sorry. You just didn't get enough. All right, so let's go on here. It says, and eh, let's see here. Uh, um, the mechanical problems could affect 15 to 30% of the company's wind turbine farms and take several years to repair. The day after the announcement, Siemens Energy shares dropped by 37%. Huh, I wonder if that's a money grab right there. So what they do, they claim that they're going to have all this unprofitability. Drops their their their, uh, their stock by 37%. How much you want to bet Siemens is on the backside buying up their own stock? How much you want to bet? How much you want to bet that they went out there and cried this big old, oh, we're not doing so good. It's going to take us forever. While they're sitting on a big pile of cash, going to go back and rebuy all their own stock. So they have a stronger hold on their own company. I am going to look into this. I don't have to get back to you guys on this because this sounds a little bit, smells fishy. I don't know. Siemens Energy is a uh, subsidiary of the German uh, conglomerate Siemens. Okay, so Siemens Energy is a subsidiary of the German conglomerate Siemens. Okay, thank you for spelling that out. That just uh, let's see Siemens Energy wind farm business. Siemens uh, Gamesia is a global company based in Spain that constructs onshore and offshore turbines in Europe and the United States. The company began an investigate uh, investigating into a damaged turbine at the something or other farm that French energy company something something is building in the northeast of Brazil. So they're finding out that their new X or their 5X model is actually kind of having a having a little bit of a wobble problem. Wobble 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 wobble. Yeah, it's not doing real good. So they're going to have to go back and they're going to have to fix it. They're going to have to put like a little magnet or a little metal on the end so the blades are balanced and so it doesn't all fly apart, you know, because the wind is just so crazy. Uh, this is what they're going to do. So that's fine. You know, it's okay, guys. Don't worry about it. We, you you paid for them. So they're going to go back and ask you for more money so you can pay for the fix that they didn't get right the first time, 
even though did you know that Kansas only has fifty viable wind load days for wind generation? Yeah, yeah, the state of Kansas. We're, we we have wind. We have wind here like we. It's just like sunshine. We have wind constantly. I don't think people realize. I mean, I'm used to wind. I don't. It doesn't even. I don't even notice it. So when I go somewhere where there's not wind, I'm like, "Do you guys ever get wind here? Oh, it's like this all the time. I'm like, why? But anyway, even in Kansas, where we have, we do have great wind. The only viable days out of 365 days, 365 days a year, we only have 50 viable days in the state of Kansas to generate wind. That's 50 24-hour periods that we can actually generate wind. And yet, we're one of the windiest places on Earth, and we can only do 50? What's the, uh, what's the rest of the country or the rest of the world doing? And the thing is, like I said, I, I've, I've driven this country quite a bit. I've seen a lot of these dead scarecrows just sitting out in these fields doing nothing, dripping oil. There's a, I, I ran into, who I ran into um, that I, I took, I have a TikTok I actually did on my TikTok that showed all the wind turbine blades that they had to replace only less than five years old. They were replacing all the wind turbine blades down in Texas because they were having failures. So they were having to go back in and replace all the turbine blades, and they were just stacking up high. And what was weird was the sign said, well, this was a project for 20, will be finished in the fall of 2021. I took the video in the summer of 2022, and they were still piling wind turbine blades there. The project wasn't over. It was already a year almost past due, and yet it was still piling. Yeah, these things don't make a lot of sense to me. But, you know, poor Siemens. All right, guys, our commercial break coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, and your second hour here on Mondays and Wednesdays. Thank you guys so much for being here. You know, is this, this whole thing of our government spending money on things that we obviously don't want or don't need. Uh, we still got an echo, Bob. Uh, so on here it says, we've uh, got a new article out here. This is what I want yeah, this is your government. This is your government. And you know, Hillary understands. Uh, Biden administration opposes provision requiring military promote only by merit, not gender or race. <laughs> well, this will go well. So your military, those that need to be the bravest among us out there with the old, uh, the old freedom fries and the old uh, pew pew pews, right? Well. Uh, the Biden administration has issued a statement on uh, outlining its opposition to a provision within the latest military spending bill that would require promotions within the military be based on merit rather than on completely unrelated aspects such as gender. The statement from the Office of Management and Budget, OMB, reads, The administration strongly opposes the House's sweeping attempts, Section 23. Uh, Three six four five two three. Anyway, uh, to eliminate the department's longstanding DEIA effort. Well, who's DEIA? Well, it's another. It's another one of those cool little those little you know groups that we get to have in our government. You know acronyms. Yay. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, efforts in this. So it's um, as articulated in the 2022 NDS. One of the department's top priorities is building a resilient. Joint Force and Defense Enterprise, it adds, by which it means filling the military with LGBTQ plus people like Admiral Rachel Levine and Major Rachel Jones. Oh, Levine's the health, the, associate, the assistant health director dude, whatever, that called himself an admiral. 
what a tool. Uh, the statement continues. DOD strategies, uh, strat, uh, strat, uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me try. I got English is my first language. I know what I'm doing here. Just hold on. Uh, the statement continues. DOD strategy uh, advantage is a complex global security environment. Uh, it is diverse and dynamic uh, from which, and it's a diverse dynamic pool which we draw from. We rely on diverse perspectives, experiences, and skill sets to remain a global leader. <laughs> Deter war and keep our nation secure. Let me, okay. I Hold on a second here. They just said this out loud. That they want to make sure that they're, they're, they're it's a complex global security environment. And it's very diverse and dynamic. And they want to be able to pull from these people that have perspectives, experiences, and skill sets to remain a global leader and deter war and keep our nation secure by letting dudes wear dresses. I mean, this is this... What? All right, guys, you guys got to work with me here. Legislation that reduces DOD's ability to create a positive work environment and fully leverage the best of our nation has to offer... Uh, offer has to... Um, Offer puts the Department of Strategic Disadvantage. Okay, puts the Department at a strategic disadvantage. Okay, because you're not hiring dudes in dresses. It's putting the department in a strategic disadvantage. How, see, I, I, I'm I'm trying to read this out loud to you. My mind is just 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 grinding its gears on what I'm telling you that our government is telling another government department to do. So, okay, fellas. Men, women, all you people out there, are you okay with this idea that some dude that wants to be a, a girl is going to put on a dress and then go, all right, we're going to go to war. Woohoo! I mean, that's the, that's the fighting, that's the fighting the girl face that we're all hoping for in our military. How, what does our military turn into but a daycare system for what? A bunch of weirdos? This is ridiculous. We're, yeah, and you, by the way, guys, you do pay for the military. You under, you do know that, right? Uh, let's see here. GOP Representative Jim Banks is behind the push to eliminate the DEI madness from the military, noting that he has also added a provision to defund the Navy's queer queen program. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Mr. Jim Banks has to spend his time as a house rep to to defund the Navy's drag queen program? Why does the Navy have a drag queen program? Where are the dudes? Where Where are the men? Where are the men? Where are the men standing up and say, we're not going to allow this to happen? Where are the women that say, we don't want this, we don't want our, our, our femininity to be destroyed by a bunch of dudes wearing dresses? Like, and vice versa. I mean, this is ridiculous. I don't understand why we've, we've allowed ourselves to go down this path, but Mr. Jim Banks, he's, uh, he's a uh, Republican, he wrote a tweet out, says, we are using the NDAA to get rid of wokeness at the Pentagon. Why do we have to even, I thought of all the places, all the bastions of masculinity, all the bastions of Gurr out there defending us against the evils of the world, why is it that he has to, to use a program to get the Pentagon not to be woke? I, that, that would be the, like the last place that wokeness should ever exist. Oh, I don't get this. This is not, so, 
What do you want me to do? What do you want me? I, I'm, you, I mean, you say I'm happy. I'm saying that we finally have the the country that we always w- hope for. What are these people? What utopia does it all look like? Do we all look like a um, a Barbie or a Ken doll? I mean, they you know, you're, everything's just smooth down there. Nothing is nothing is gender related. Nothing is you know, yin and yang of each other, black or white of each other, loud or quiet of each other, sweet or sour of each other. Nothing is opposing of each other. We're all just, we're all manila. We're all just the same kind of, kind of yellowish brown color. And we don't have any, any uniqueness to us. We're all just, I thought everybody was supposed to be unique and special in their own way. And now we're not. Now we're all just some, some big, you know, just some big cesspool pot of, of what? Blended up chili. Now it's just brown water. Like, what is this? We don't have we don't have men being men going into the military to be the men that they should be. I don't know. Uh you do have a you do have your potato in chief or pedo in chief here. He's got he's got some more great ideas. Uh President Joe Biden's electric vehicle policies are subsidizing EVs assembled in Mexico. As the President Administration officials travel to uh, the U.S. to tout the administration's commitment to reviving American manufacturing, the made in Mexico Ford Mustang Mach-E. By the way, guys, I'm a Ford fan, and I will never, ever, ever in my life will touch a Mustang, a Ford Mustang Mach-E. It is a slap in the face to the Ford Mustang. It is a slap in the face to everything else that I know that Ford used to be, which was horsepower loud noises let's get it done but no 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 they made the mustang e well it's made in mexico well that even keeps me even further away from it and yes guys i get it everybody's getting sourcing their products from malaysia and china and i get it and it's assembled in america i understand the majority of that i get that okay but i'm not going to go and buy an e mustang i'm not that guy okay i'm gonna i'm i'm not okay i've got too many gas powered everything's that i have i'm not doing that in my life uh, anyway, so moving on here, let's see. Uh, and, uh, uh, so the, the Mustang Mach-E is eligible for tax credits under the Biden administration's massive EV subsidiary uh, package made available through the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, right. Uh, the Biden administration helped craft, according to the, the, the Verge, the, subsidize, uh, the subsidizing of foreign labor conflicts with uh, the recent statement that Biden and his team are stressing the importance of reshoring domestic manufacturing. So Mexico is going to get a $3,700 tax credit for every e e that they make. So the manufacturing facility in Mexico, well, Ford, will get a $3,750 rebate or credit for building it. By the way, you do understand that under the federal, the, the federal policies that we are now, 70% of all high or all electric vehicles, 70% of all electric vehicles are subsidized by the federal government. So now they're going to add a little extra $4,000 on top of that. So you get to pay 100% retail for your Tesla, for all your little whatever, you know, electric cars, your Volt and all those other things. Yeah, you get to pay full retail, but the company who made it, that 70% of those costs were covered by the federal government. So you're not getting a discount for buying them. In fact, a lot of your electric cars are really expensive. And not like, oh, hey, you know, that's like $500 more than the gas-powered one. No. No, they're ridiculous. So anyway, just think about that, guys, as we're going down through this. Your federal government has decided that, oh, you know, you know, it's okay. Well, let's give this, this foreign country down here that, you know, we'll make it beneficial for them to build these electric vehicles because that's going to fix it all. 
That's going to fix it all. Hey, guys, remember the cluster bomb story I told you guys about about a week or so ago? A military strategist has claimed that the U.S. military is running low on ammunition due to billions in donations it has sent to Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Let's make ourselves weak on the world stage. Fantastic. Ukraine was worth it. Uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel uh, Darren said during a television uh, news interview with the Washington uh, Washington's controversial decision. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Uh, he said during a, a TV interview that the cluster bombs going to Kiev indicates the United States armed forces are struggling with a dangerously depleted ammunition supply. So what he was saying is that, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, you know, we were, I was complaining that we were sending any more ammunition over there to begin with, and the cluster bombs have been – there's a 15-year tr- treaty that 120 countries signed that says they won't use cluster bombs. Do you remember in Iron Man – do you remember that in Iron Man, that one scene there right before Tony goes into captivity, uh, that there was that bomb that came down and it created that big whoosh, that big wind that came around him because the one bomb went off over the air and then all these small bombs came down after that? That was a cluster bomb. That was a, that's about the best description I can give you of a cluster bomb. And what the problem with that is, is that, yes, it, the, the main bomb is aimed at its target, but then because the umbrella effect of all the little uh, little munitions that go off civilians and other things could be destroyed as well. And so it's a very inaccurate weapon. So they were saying, okay, let's not use that. But we're going to send it to Ukraine because screw those Ukrainian people. We need to save Ukraine. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, he says the reason why uh, Biden's doing this is because this is what he has left to send them. Um, He says this. So think about this. This is a, we're okay. We're giving we're giving away munitions that have been signed out of use by a treaty for 15 years, so that makes a lot of sense. I, I agree with him on this. I don't know all the details on it yet, but this does sound very familiar, and it sounds like something that we would do. That we have become so weak under this this regime that we're under, this totalitarian tyrannical regime we're under. That we're now just giving them what's left over. We're kind of going into the junk drawer to see if there's an old lighter. Or maybe some birthday candles or something in there. We're still trying. We're just digging around to see what we can send them. That is a real thing, and I believe it. Though I really do. I see how this is a thing for us, and yet again, it's not. You know, nobody's picking it up on it. The fact that we're giving away cluster bombs to a country that we shouldn't be involved with, but there, you know, it's illegal to use them on anything else. So we'll just use them on Ukraine. Or they were getting old. They're getting ready to expire. You know how bombs, you know, they expire. They have those expiration dates, kind of like your uh, pink Himalayan salt that has a, you know, has an expiration date on it as well, even though it supposedly came from underneath the earth and has been there for a long, long time. But yeah, that's uh, the same kind of idea. You know, bombs go bad, and so it's just good to it's just good to rotate the you know rotate the stock. Or, or are they spending that money on last year's ominous bill that they said they were bringing in extra money to go to war with China? Are we ramping up all these ammunitions? Because that way, it's the it's the drums of war that we're financing, right? We're not really in war, but boy, you know, you got a lot of contractors out there that are actually Raytheon and some of these other big ones out there that are making bombs. They get to, you know, they get to fire up the old bomb making machine. Well, because we got to you know got to restock, right? But how well do you how how do you money uh, launder money? You do it through the military, and that's not a hard one to see, guys. We know that was what the, remember the whole refueler debacle with the Boeing 
the Boeing and the ex-general that was involved in the whole, let's get the, uh, the new Pegasus refueler for our Air Force. The sad part of it is I worked on the base where a lot of refuelers are at, and it's now at the command center for all refueling and training. And I knew a lot of these guys, and I talked to them, and these airframes, these these are things that were flown 50 years, and we need to replace them. But because money laundering got involved, it delayed the contract. All right, guys, a commercial break coming up. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Um... Just a little quick, real, uh, little quick, little uh, thing here. This was actually from Andy Biggs of Arizona. FBI Director Ray just told me he does not believe that there are any undercover FBI agents in or around the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. We know that to be factually inaccurate. We know that. I know that to be factually inaccurate. I will go and testify in open court and swear on a Bible. I know that to be factually inaccurate. But oh, Christopher Ray, he's holding the line. He's <laughs> he's doing his part. Boy, you know, he's doing his thing of, oh, it's not us. It's, it's, it's all them bad patriotic peoples. They're the ones. They're the ones, Your Honor. They're the ones who, he's the one in the grassy knoll. Uh, all right, so something to kind of torque you off right before I leave here. Got a few minutes left in the hour. Uh, surgeons at Oregon Health and Science University, OHSU, are using a mechan- uh, medical robot to assist with vaginoplasties or the surgical construction of a vulva and vagina according to various posts on the organization's website now this is a there's a guy his name well i'm sorry uh his name this person this individual uh blair peters a self-described queer surgeon who uses he they uh pseudo pronouns describes using a robot to castrate puberty suppressed adolescent boys and transform their penis tissue into artificial vaginas guys this is this is going on in real time right now uh this is actually happening from so what this guy this guy is actually he's from the oregon health and science university and he is going in and doing this the so the um the robot uh it's called a uh, ca- castration machine. Well, that's, I guess I never saw the word castration in writing like that before, but anyway. It allows surgeons to use internal tissue to construct a vagina, replace or supplement with more common uh, te- uh, techniques in using ex- uh, existing male genital tissue. So they take the your part, your man part, and then they tuck it up inside you and call it a vagina. This is the world you live in where we have people over there in Ukraine killing their own people while Russia's trying to set them free, but we're being told Russia's the bad person. And then we got some guy named Dr. Blair Peters who's going around and using robotics to cut off little men's organs and turning it into something it shouldn't be. Guys, this has got to stop. This is unbelievable. Um... OHSU's gender program uh, and referral center all boast a high volume of clients on their respective websites. Dr. Blair Peters, a surgeon leading the gender program, boasts that the gender surgery clinic had the highest volume of the West Coast and could operate two robotic-assisted 
man cutters. According to a recent report from the Manhattan Institute City Journal, in addition, the vaginoplasty the OHS use offers um, phyllo- phyloplasty, the surgery constructing uh, the other way, so where they take a girl and transform her into a boy. Um, this is ridiculous. This is the world we're living in, and I don't think we realize how bad this is going to be in the future. Robotic surgery is a sophisticated way of doing surgery on the inside of the belly cavity without making big incisions, and that approach allows you to use tissue from the inside of the belly cavity to be part of the vagina, the OH, o, OHSU employee explained in a 2021 video on their YouTube channel. So you guys can go look this up. OHSU, this is their this is their hat they're hanging on, or their, their peg they're hanging their hat on, I guess, is that they are the world's, or the West Coast's leading mutilators of small children. Uh, it says here, it says, some, of the early, some of the early challenges are getting someone to successfully uh, dial, uh, dilate that's never had to engage the, so this is unbelievable. This is, uh, I can't, I don't even want to read this out. I mean, I'm, I don't want to read this out and loud on air, but this is absolutely a mess. Guys, we have to start going back and fighting for what is right and not fighting for what just enough is right. We're not fighting for them to stop. We're fighting to go back to what we know is accurate, that there is only one man, one woman. Uh, there is not multiples of men and multiples of women. This is a real problem. We have to start fighting, guys, in a real way. Because what they've done is they've hijacked other ideologies. They hijacked hijacked other things. They've just like feminism hijacked the whole idea of letting women to vote. You know, having women vote. Well, that uh, women fought it. Women fought not to vote. Women fought not to vote. It was only three percent of the women that were out there that were pushing for this. But oh no, they got it. But what was that path? It was about destroying the family unit. And how far have we come? We started out with, you know, getting rid of God and getting rid of men out of the, fa- the family and getting them out of the house and just turning them into ATM machines for child support. And now I've got some dude with pink hair in a robotic situation cutting off guys' stuff and tucking it up inside of him and calling it something it's not. What happens to these people? What's happened to this? This is because men are not in the places of leadership in their homes where they should be. This is where you guys stand up and say, "I not not today, Satan, not in my home, not in my family, not in my city, my county, my state, my federal government. I'm not going to put up with this. But they're brazenly putting this, this Rachel dude up there as an admiral and supposedly celebrating this individual of having saying we're going to have pride summer now and pride year. No, that's not what we do. This has got to stop. Guys, you have the power, and there is nobody, nobody. I, okay, let's say you let's say you were born with something, and you don't want to be that anymore. But cutting it off and changing the chemical balances of your body, do you think that's going to end well? It's not. Guys, I'm trying to put my body back to life, and I'm trying to do things for me with iodine and copper and all these other things I've told you guys about constantly. I'm trying to get my life, my body, my my body to work better. I'm trying to get to to function better, getting my back to heal, doing all these things, and I'm seeing benefits of it. I can't imagine it's like you know what today I'm just going to be a girl. Let's just start bumping a bunch of estrogen in my body, and it'll be fine because everything else is working so great that I'm just going to do this, guys. Your hormones, 
Your body was built for your hormones, your heart, your mind, your liver, your kidneys. They were built for the hormone balance of what you were born with. And if you mess with those, it destroys the rest of your body. And that's not me making that up or trying to scare you. No, it's clinical fact. And that's why they really don't want to tell you about what the side effects of these these hormone replacements are, is what is cancer, abnormal cells. Abnormal cells are dysfunctional liver cells, dysfunctional kidney cells, dysfunctional lung cells. That's what abnormal cells are. They're not their lung cell type, but they're not your lung cells. They don't have your function. They don't operate with your lungs, and so it's abnormal tissue, and it doesn't function the way a lung should. And you think changing your hormone balance, you think changing all that around, cutting your junk off is going to make you a better person? You think it's going to make you feel better? It's going to make you feel a billion times worse. And then you're going to keep chasing and chasing and chasing. And all it was was what you started out with, which was the chemical castration of your body because your mommy and daddy decided to be woke. All right, guys, that was my rant for today. So thank you guys so much for sticking around the Dr. Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, the extended lunch hour, Mondays and Wednesdays. Thank you guys for being here. WYSL, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.